So let's talk about honesty, the subject of honesty this morning. Let's talk about the subject of honesty this morning. I got nothing. I'm on. You hit the button. You know how to make it go one way or another. Little arrow keys. Hit the down arrow. Maybe it just needs to wake up. Ninety-nine out of a hundred times, these things work beautifully. Did you do that, or did I do that? Okay, here we go. Honesty is the only policy. Honesty is the best policy. Don't switch until I tell you. I'll give you a heads up. Let me try this again. Don't do anything. Honesty is the only policy. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Through the years, I have preached on the topic of honesty, taught on the topic of honesty numbers of times. Why? It's just so absolutely foundational to being a born-again believer. If, if, and it's not just whether we think you're honest, meaning your family. It's whether the world thinks you're honest. In other words, you go, you go and talk about uh, Tom Gillespie and South Trail Animal Hospital. You say, you, you talk to some stranger, they don't know who I am, and say, you, you take your animal into South Trail, and what you want to hear is, those are great people down there, they're really honest. He told me, I, I, he told me the truth about something, and, and he wasn't going to make any money out of it, but because he told me the truth, I didn't have to have it done. That kind of thing. Um, when you talk about somebody in business, we have a lot of business people here. You want your constituents to say, if they say anything about you, they may not like you so well, your personality may not shine out, but they're going to say this person was an honest person. The people I work for in floor covering, it was real it was real easy to be dishonest in floor covering. Real, real easy. In other words, every job we had, every job we did had extra material left over. Whose material was that? The people who bought it, which was a customer. Sometimes I would have my boss tell me, I want all the scraps, I want all the leftover. There was going to be a pretty nice sized piece of leftover. I want that leftover. I said, I can't give it to you. I won't do it. What do you mean? I said, it's not yours, it's theirs. If they say I can have it, I'll bring it. Also, they would say, I want you to tell this customer. I've had them do this. My boss would come to me as I loaded materials up. And they say, I want you to tell the customer that this is half-inch rebond pad. Now, they bought three-quarter-inch rebond, but we don't have any. And so we're just substituting half, but if I tell them, it'll mess it all up. Well, they won't know the difference anyway. I say, no, I can't do that. You're going to have to get another installer because I can't tell them. Because I'm going to, first thing I'm going to tell them now is that this is only a half-inch pad. You probably don't want half-inch. You want three-quarter. But the same thing that they would get upset with me about, they were thrilled when I didn't steal from them. You don't get it both ways. You get it one way. Honesty will cost you sometimes. It'll cost you. And glory to God for that. But be honest, whatever. Because I'm going to tell you, 
I'm going let me let me try it. Let me see. Oh, I hope this works. Oh. I don't know what happened. Sometimes these things go to sleep. Without adversity, one does not know whether they are honest or not. And I just read that statement, but that is actually true. Here's the verse that goes with it. You find out whether you are honest when you are pressed or pinched. When it hurts you to be honest is when you will find out who you are. The verse for that is this one. Um, in whose eyes in Psalm 15. By the way, Psalm 15. Psalm 15. The whole psalm is short. It's basically God says, these are the people I want to live with me. These are the people I want on the holy hill, the whole mountain. This is the people I want. These are the people. I preach a sermon time. Who do you want as your neighbor? Uh, these are the people I want as my neighbor. That's what God's saying. And then he lists all these characteristics. If I was you, and I'm not, I would look at Psalm 15 on a regular basis and say, is that me, 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 right? I want all that. I mean, he just lays it out there for you. But one of them, a few of them is, who's a vile person is condemned. In other words, we're not supposed to think, we're not supposed to sanction evil. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And you need to stand up for it. But you're also, but he that honoreth them that fear the Lord. We're supposed to honor the people that do right. Lift them up. Say, God did right. Praise God. In other words, black is black, white is white. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changes not. That's what I want to get at. <clears throat> so if you're honest, you're, it's, it sometimes will hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I would tell somebody I'd have to go get proposals for a job, and I'd say, I'm going to do this job for, I'd look it over and, you know, I'd say, okay, I'll do this job for $500. And I'd get there, and, oh, man, I forgot to charge him for this, forgot to charge, you know, and pretty soon, I mean, it's beginning to hurt me. I've done jobs, and I know probably through other time has in a veterinary clinic where it costs you to do it. You actually paid for them to come in and do the, and help their animal. Because somehow you didn't maybe include this, or maybe one of the workers didn't give them the heads up on this. And so you just eat it, Right. You eat it. You just you do it, and at a loss for yourself, you you made a deal, and he that swears, which is basically a contract or a deal, or even your word. By the way, your yes is supposed to be as good as a contract. Your no is supposed to be as good as a contract. I told a story over and over about my about Ben and Sandy Atro buying my mom and dad's house. My mom, my dad was dead. And my, I was doing negotiations for, it, and they said, "How much do you want? One hundred fifty grand." And they said, well, "We don't need." I said, "We don't need contracts." We're going to do a handshake, 150000 bucks net. I want to check at the closing for 150000 You pay everything. They said, good, we'll do it. And then just before we did the closing, you have to sign some stuff up for the, the you know. There was no bank, so it didn't make any difference. But whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's the way it ought to really be. That's the way it used to be. Man's word, it was his, it was his honor. His honor was his life. To be known as a liar or deceiver was one of the worst things in the community that you could be known for. But even forget the community. How about God? I believe born-again people, man, this is where we can shine. This is this what I'm teaching this morning is where we have the opportunity, the darker the night, the brighter the light. In other words, as, as the people around us get more and more deceptive, more and more dishonest, more and more, and by the way, the news media is the most dishonest group of people I've ever heard in my life. They're talking about all these people dying. They said, oh, 14-year-old boy died. Well, he was obese. He was massively obese. It looked like his cheeks were getting ready to explode. Of course, when you allow yourself to get that overweight, you very well may die of COVID. 
And, and if they gave the truth that the people dying of COVID probably have uh, other problems like, you know, uh, CPDO or CPO or C COPD, or, or, or they've got diabetes real bad, or, or they've got maybe uh, they've had uh, cancer treatments and they don't have any immune system left. Or, or, and those are the people that are in majority dying by massive. Why don't I hear the facts about that? Because they're dishonest. We're dealing with it. Listen, not saying something is, can be a lie. Hiding information, which is what's going on. I want to, DeSantis has a good grip on this. He said, if you want people to take the vaccine, tell them the side effects. Tell them all the side effects. Tell them basically all the gory details. And then some of them will say, well, if that's the truth, I'll do it. If it's not, I won't. You know, but right now, who knows the truth on that thing? They're hiding it. And when, they, when somebody does try to put the truth out there, they call him a wacko and a misinformation individual. So we're living among a deceptive group of people. So what does that mean? That means you and I get a chance to shine because we are going to be honest with people. We're going to be honest in our dealings. We're not going to cheat people. We're not going to lie to people. That's the way. And by the way, God says that's the kind of people are going to be around me. Born-again believers that have a heart for honesty. No man has good enough memory to make a successful liar. A half-truth is a whole truth. An honest and good heart is a description of good ground. That's why I brought this up. An honest and good heart. This always tweaked me in the Bible. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Can you all read that, by the way, in the back? You people in the back, can you have, you have any idea that... You have any idea where you're at? Good. Okay. We're at church. Now, can you read that? Okay. I appreciate that. I always wonder why you sit back there. Beside, the chairs are twice as comfortable. Now, you people in the front want those chairs, don't you? You can't have them. You can't have them because they're not stackable. And if you can't stack them when we do events in this room, where would we put all those chairs? You look over in that corner there, they're all stacked back there. I would love those chairs. If you can figure a way we can do it, we'll get them. I am not holding back on you. I just, it's not possible as far as I know, but them girls in the back are glued to them thing. It'll be like a fist fight getting them out of there. It, like, like the knots had last night. Luke chapter 8, verse 15. Parable of the sower. Man went out to sow. He sowed on four different kinds of ground. You know the parable. But then on the good ground are they, which in, the, which in the, look at that word, honest and good heart. I've heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Hmm. Hmm. The one who the word of God fell on and grew, which you know is the one that's saved, right? Born from above for sure. There's no doubt that the good ground people are born again in this parable. You can argue about the other one if you want to. They had a honest and good heart. I realize there's no, no, not, none righteous, no, not one. I realize that. But what is that saying? What's it saying? There is such a thing as a person who honors honesty. And God's collecting them all over the world. Been collecting them. 
New Testament deacons had to, had to have this quality and had to have to have it here at the gospel. I do not know what just happened. Huh? Wherefore, brethren, in Acts chapter 6, when they were choosing the deacons, these are the first deacons in the New Testament church, the word deaconos means to serve. That's what it means. It means people who have a heart of service. They want to help. They want, they're team players, like our fifth grade teacher here. He is like team player man. He wants, to, he wants to be a team player at Pinewood Elementary. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out, look ye out among you seven men. And the characteristic you look for? An honest report. How important is it what people think of you? I don't care what people think of you. You better. Now, you can't control what people think of you. I get it. You know, they may, they may see you in a situation where they misjudge you. They didn't ask you why you were there, what was going on. And they may see, you know, they see you buying beer in a 7-Eleven, and surely it must have been for somebody else. But, I mean, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, they may misunderstand who you are. But the, the truth is, what people think of you outside is a qualification whether you can be a deacon in a local church. Good report. If I get a bunch of calls on Jimmy and they say, man, he rooked me and he took me and he, he didn't put the washer and dryer in the contract and, and the seller didn't get it and the buyer didn't get it, where did it go? That's a trick of real estate for sure. The real estate agent comes in and takes the washer and dryer because it's no man's land. Oh, yeah, man. How do I know those tricks? I had an uncle who was dishonest, and he was in the real estate, and he would draw a contract up for the seller, and he wouldn't put the washer and dryer in the deal, and he'd draw the contract for the buyer, and it wouldn't be in the deal. It was in no man's land, so he said, it's mine. He'd go in there and take the washer and dryer out. Seller wasn't unhappy. Buyer wasn't unhappy. Everybody was happy, but he just stole it. He's a crook from day one. He just had, He did not have an honest heart. He had a heart bent on being dishonest. That's why I don't think when he stands before Jesus, he's going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. Honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, and wisdom. Having some wisdom. That's a, that's a use of knowledge. How do you, how do, you do things? Or boy, or, ooh, whom you may appoint over this business. So a deacon has to have an honest report from those who are without. He needs to have the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit, and wisdom. And so that's why it's so important when we choose deacons, we pray over them, and the deacon prays over it himself. And if there's any, I feel like in a marriage, if anybody knows any reason why you should object to this marriage, speak now or forever hold your peace. I like that little statement. You know, if you if we ever choose a deacon or nominate a deacon and you know something about him, or him, most I didn't say her, because you ain't never going to have that happen, except in the Southern Baptist Convention. And, uh, but you you uh, you know something about them that's not right, or you think it's not right. It can even be rumor. You come to me and talk to me about it, or we'll, we'll search it out. We'll search it out, see if it's true. Because sure enough, you don't want somebody getting in here that shouldn't be here, because that creates a real problem for the local church. Honesty among believers should be our trademark. Glory to God. Romans twelve seventeen. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Brother Bill, you're driving that nail pretty hard, aren't you? Well, it's the Bible. I'm not driving anything. You just got to make sure that people around you 
my my uh, my brother Jim, one, he he in his business, he always has had a desire to be honest among his people he does business with. So he he had this guy. He has a statement that he makes to his customers, and most all of his customers are very rich people. They build thirty million dollar houses and they cash, you know, and they don't finance nothing. They build twenty million, ten million, all cash. And uh, so he's dealing with that clientele. That's a different kind of people, by the way. And here's what he does to get the job. He says, if you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. Have you ever gotten a proposal from anybody that came to you and said, if you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it? I never heard of such a thing. I said, Jim, I think it'll work. Well, he did a job for a Jew, and at the end of the job, God didn't pay for it. He says, I don't really not real happy with your work. He says, well, what can I do to fix it? And he says, okay, I want you to do this. For three years, Jim went back and fixed that guy's job. It was a five-story building. It was a five-story house. For three years, he went back. It had, it had a stargazing thing at the top of the house. Interesting. For three years, he went back and fixed that guy's stuff. And every time he got done, he said, what, is this acceptable? The guy said, yeah, I think it is. But then later on, he said, I don't, I don't, I don't I didn't like what you did. Never paid him. At the end of three years, he fixed it the last, and the guy said, I like it, and wrote him a check for, guess what? The original price of the 15000 bucks was the original price of the job. Jim said, I had like 35000 bucks in the thing. But he said, I took it and said, thank you. And the guy was so impressed with me that every rich friend he knew, he said, don't even get a bid from anybody else. Use Jim Lytell on your job. And Jim's business went wild. People didn't even get a second bid. All based on honesty. You may lose at the beginning, but you'll win in the end. Because let me tell you, honest people are rare. Honest auto mechanics, oh, I could count them on one hand in the whole county. Honest auto mechanic, hard to find, hard to find. I mean, because you're at their mercy, eh, man. You go in with a transmission that's acting up a little bit, and you are absolutely at the mercy of it. Earl Irvine told me all about that. He's he's so smart about that stuff that he puts he can take a transmission apart, three, four of them, put them all together, and put it all back together. He's unbelievable. He's a genius when it comes to transmissions. And he said the biggest ripoff in the world, transmission people. He said you need a $100 part to fix your transmission. They'll charge you 1800 bucks. My transmission went bad, and my started giving me trouble going like this. And he saw it's a $100 filter. He went up in there and changed a $100 filter. It was perfect. I mean, with my own eyes, I've seen it. It's unbelievable. I don't, I don't, I'm not against people making money. People have to make money to open the doors, pay the, all the junk they got to pay. I'm not against that. But man, oh, man. There's another one. Providing things honest, honest things not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. I'm going to rush through this a little bit. I'm sorry about that. Honesty is one of the eight things you think on. Philippians 4.8. It says, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things good report. For any virtue, for any praise, think on these things. Some of you have gotten caught up in conspiracy theories, conspiracy thinking. You've got to quit thinking along those lines. That's real negative. That's real evil, black, and dark. Get away from conspiracy. Just start thinking about good. Think about these eight things. You're not putting your head in the sand because really the truth is you're not going to change anything by knowing about it. I mean, to a point, if there is such a thing as a triad, what's that affect me? 
If there's such a thing as some dark console, people running the whole show, really, why do I even care? I get one vote, and they probably don't count it, but I get a shot. Honesty is our goal. It is our life goal. I exhort, therefore, first of all, supplication, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. That why? The goal of your life, here's the biblical, there's two places in the Bible. The biblical goal of your life is to lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That's when the gospel has a chance to whoo, spread out. So we don't, we, we don't want a, a war-type situation if possible because then it, it hinders our job to get the gospel of the whole world. Honesty should permeate, permeate your life. Hebrews 13, 8, I'm about done. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. you got to decide. It's a decision we make. Brother, I'm just not, I just don't tend to be, make a decision to be honest and ask God to help you be honest. He'll make, you, he'll make it happen. Honesty empowers our testimony. Having our, your, the conversation means way of life. Honest among the Gentiles. That is the biggest wahoo I have ever seen in my life. Nick caught the other day. It's over five feet long. And it has nothing to do with honesty, but I thought it was a good way to end. Whatsoever things are lovely. That's some of the best eating smoked fish you ever had is that Wahoo. Do not go to him and ask him, and do not tell him I put that picture up. I didn't ask permission to put that picture up there. And I'm sure he won't mind unless you say, could I have a piece of that fish? No, it's, it's already gone. It's already gone. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Help us to be honest in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239 947 one two eight five. Thank you and God bless.